Garbage Time Fantasy Football, the show where we frequently get off track, but still bring you that fire fantasy football takes. Because we're all about you guys. We want to help you win some leagues. And to be honest, it makes us do more research so we can try to win some leagues. <laughs> we actually do our jobs over here. We do our jobs. All right, so for today, it's we're going OG. It's just it's just me and Joe today. Hey, that was my line. I was going to say that. Uh, I beat you to feel it, my man. witty remark like that. I am I am on top of things today. All right. Although we have some things going on that aren't exactly OG. Yeah, we from from where we were then to where we are now, world different, world different. Things are coming along. The website's we're, starting to come along. We're adjusting that. We're what, like 60-something episodes in? Yeah. What is this? Is this 60 or 61? Uh, I don't remember. 61. Get your 61. Facts. We are 61 episodes in, and we're just getting started. <laughs> we're going. Pretty it soon, everyone will be hearing us. And it only took us 61 episodes to name our community, right? Right, yeah. So if so you're we listening just, to this, congratulations. You you're are part now of part of... You want to say it? You're you want to say it? No, you came up with it. You came up with it. You all right. It. All right. You're part of the heckling fandom. The what do you think of when some... Fandom. That's right. When someone talks trash, what do you think about in sports? It's a heckler, right? So you're part of the heckling fandom of Garbage Time Fantasy Football now. Welcome into it. Leave us voicemails. Join the heckling fandom community. Where your voice will be heard, but not necessarily appreciated. <laughs> At first, it'll probably be appreciated. Then, depending on your take, some will still appreciate, others might not. Might be ignored. Might be ignored. But not right now. You will definitely get on the show. But, if you have a voice listen, right here's what I'm going to say right now. Right now, we generally have one person that sends us voicemails. So if you're thinking, oh, I don't want to send a voicemail because it might not come through, it's coming through. Because we will play pretty much anything at this moment. And he is our OG. He is our OG. <laughs> Christian. Oh, boy. Do you want to get into that? Oh, no. First, a uh, couple things. Uh, on today's show, we will be doing bounce back players. Yes, sir. People who we think have the potential of bouncing back this year after probably a disappointing fantasy year last year. Uh, make sure you go check out our... The other podcast that we now are doing, well, it's Ryan and Casey, uh, but it is Garbage Time Presents, the MMA podcast. That's you right. Guys, guys hitting each other on a football field. No, guys hitting each other in a cage. That's right. So go and uh, go check out that. They'll bring you week-to-week updates of the last matchups and – the upcoming ones and try to give you some DFS advice. That's right. Uh, you can see how horrible you, they did on their first week. I was going to say, uh, I will apologize right now for anyone who may have listened to last week's and actually took their advice because trust me, they're not happy with themselves right now either. <laughs> I, I know almost nothing about MMA and I could have made better picks than what they did last week. 
oh man, we're just bodying them. But they do, uh, we have used their picks before, before they were doing the podcast. And it has helped us win a little bit of money here and there. So I've gotten some pocket change from them. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So uh, they're hitting their stride. They'll be, you know, doing shows as they can. So make sure you go give them a like, follow, subscribe, listen, download. Did I miss any word there? No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> All right. I just want to list where you can also find them too. You can find them anywhere you find Garbage Time Fantasy Football too. So Spotify, Google Podcasts. They're not on YouTube yet. I imagine we'll get them there, but they're also on our website. They have their own tab on the top where it's MMA podcast. You will see What's that, that tab. Uh, it is garbagetimeff.com. Visit oh, it, yeah. leave voicemails. And by the way, oh, if those yeah. voicemails are for the MMA show too, they will also be answered. We got a website, guys. Yes, we do. Uh, I'm going to have to write another article. My first article is up. You can go give that a read. Uh, leave me feedback. Give a voicemail for feedback on that stuff too because I would like to know. Uh, I'm new into writing articles. Uh, I do enjoy. I have a lot of thoughts and stuff. So I enjoy writing it down and hopefully bringing you more soon. I got to think of another topic I want to do. He'll put pen to paper eventually. He'll put pen to paper eventually, yeah. Well, I am old, so I actually do write out first before I do any typing, so. That's before he forgets it. Yeah. The only problem is I forget where I put my notebook half the time, and then I have to start over. Yeah, and that's before it gets to your edit team. Yeah, it's before it gets to my edit team. <laughs> so roughly in the next seven or eight months, we'll probably have another. <laughs> You'll have like three or four articles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fine. More than you're putting out, Joe. <laughs> I'm your editor. I know. <laughs> Wonderful editor you are. Um master editor uh, of the website so yeah let's uh want to get into this voicemail yeah which might determine a winner of our sabotage Ooh, fantasy draft that's right i asked uh, christian to pick a winner and i'm gonna assume that this voicemail is from christian i know it is i saw the name <laughs> here we go hey guys favorite listener here Ron, you asked me to pick a winner in uh, last episode's Sabotage Mock Drop. Uh, my winner, uh, and it would have been the same way I would have done it, is Joe. Uh, uh-huh. Explanation needed. No explanation asked. Ron. Uh, second and third place is a tie between Ron and, and Ryan. Shit, you put JJ in last. Ron would probably get the tiebreaker and then last place uh jay just because i think he got a little sol with the way he chose his list and Hmm. also the way uh the sabotage happened to him that's my take like it or leave it so I love it. So he penalized JJ and put him in last place because we took his lands and titles from him and removed the sabotage early in the draft. <laughs> uh, so that means on our next sabotage contest, I'm probably going to be getting the extra pick. Yeah, yeah. Whenever so. we do another one of those. <laughs> um, 
I'll figure out some mode for it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, d- I like that he uh, gave me the edge, so he said I was in second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Ryan's team, I would probably put last just because we absolutely fucked him uh, over. Yeah, we boned him hard <laughs> on running back. Like, he had no chance. I probably would end up putting him last, but uh, JJ did take David Montgomery in the third round. So, what did I say? He Ryan was in a fantasy desert without any running backs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ryan's Ryan's running backs were Najee Harris, Trey Sermon, Gus Edwards, and to Tariq Cohen. That's pretty. Right, that's, that's not you a good need, start. You would need heavy production from the wide receivers. Yeah, which is a less consistent position compared to running back. Yeah, Ryan. I feel like this is going to sit with Ryan, who is typically a very um, heavy player when it comes to drafting wide receivers, I think he might put more precedent on the running back in our in our auction draft. Well, and that's why you do mock drafts. Honestly, I mean, I know this one was a little bit different because of the mock aspect of it, but mm-hmm. this is why you do mock drafts. So you you figure out you, you play around. What would happen if I started my draft with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey? Like, what would it look like? Let's be honest. And, though, it was a sabotage draft. We were screwing around. Oh, he got hit hard with the because what was it round? I think he was trying to take. Uh, it was Williams, I believe, from Denver, right? Yeah, Javante Williams. Yeah, he tried <laughs> he getting him a time or two, and then he followed it up with uh, Carter from the Jets, which oh, yeah. you, you sabotaged him on. I sabotaged that. And yeah, that's when he settled really got, on Trace. And that's when he settled on Sermon. Yeah, we got him good. Uh, sorry, but also not sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are your top favorite picks in this draft? All of mine. <laughs> All of yours? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, when looking at my team, I think my favorite pick on my team are like the best value. I mean, Getting Deontay Johnson in the eighth round, that could be a steal. If he can stay healthy and stay on the field, he's he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver, I'm sure of it. I secretly love Deontay Johnson. Um, yeah. I. He, he might be someone I'd target in our auction draft, or maybe I'm throwing a curveball to you so you don't spend, maybe. throw him out there and make me spend a ton of money on someone else. Um, I know JJ. I, I like that he got Tyler Higby. I think Higby could be a really good tight end for fantasy this year with Matt Stafford. He sniped me on Higby because that's who I was going to take in that round too. Um, I took another dark horse horse tight end uh, with my pick though too. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, Troutman. Yeah. Yeah. Troutman is a late round tight end that I think has a lot of potential. So, wait a minute. Did I actually see this? Is this something I dreamt up? Did Gurley visit the Ravens? I believe he did. Did he sign with the Ravens? No, he is not signed with the Ravens. Oh, unless it's signs, happened in the last few hours, and I haven't seen it. If he signs with the Ravens, that is going to hurt J.K. Dobbins' overall uh, upside. It could potentially make J.K. Dobbins not the keeper in my spot if that happens. Yeah, that. Yeah, it'd be difficult. Hmm. Um. I'm looking at Ryan's team. <laughs> Looks good, except for that running back position. Yeah. 
Although I, I mean, do, I do like how he stacked uh, Hill and Kelsey. Two uh, very powerful Joel and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I will, I've I've been thinking actually when it comes to like around that turn at the end of the first round mm-hmm. of a potential like Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, or Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey type stack right there. I know generally it doesn't work out too well, but if you can hit on those two running backs coming back in round three and four, it'd be a good start to your team. Yeah, definitely. I think with that, I think we've dove long enough into the sabotage draft so we can move into our bounce back players if you want. If if you want to hear more about the sabotage draft, go listen to last episode. Which was fantastic. Phenomenal, of course. Um, (laughs) All of our episodes are phenomenal. We've never had any that are just horrible. No, never. And we never mention on air when we think they were horrible, ever. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, so, ready to get into bounce back players? Yeah, let's do it. Bounce back players. <laughs> That's what you were working on today, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> it definitely doesn't sound like a Sesame character got a boner right there or anything. Oh, yeah. It was great. I had to find the most ridiculous one I could. <laughs> uh, you want to hear it again? One more time. One more time for two in the back. Bounce back players. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have some on some list for that. <laughs> All right, that was ridiculous. I'm gonna let that just leave my mind now. We're keeping that one, just like the news one. <laughs> Great. I've got a favorite, and you obviously have a new favorite. That's what happens when you spend a whole, you know, seven minutes doing something. <laughs> yeah, I was being productive working on our website today, and here you are making boner noises for our <laughs> podcast. Oh, my God. All right, let's get back on track and actually give these listeners some information. How does that sound? Sounds good. Go ahead. You start. I'm crying. All right. With my first potential comeback player for the upcoming fantasy football season, uh, I decided to go with Cortland Sutton. Uh, looking at Cortland Sutton, when he's healthy, he's unquestionably the number one weapon in Denver, and that was the case in 2019. I mean, and this was also behind the shady play of Drew Locke, who's so. I mean, if you could scoop him up after that point, I would honestly highly consider it. Um, I think the threats to his uh, range of outcomes right now is obviously the emergence of Jerry Judy, you know, robbing him of that spot, but I don't see that happening. Also, Denver's got a lot of uh, wide receiver depth at this position with KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick. Um, However, with his upside, you got to remember, he had Drew Locke, who I personally think is a horrible quarterback. And in 2019, had 72 receptions, 1,112 yards and six touchdowns. So, I mean, the potential is absolutely there. And don't forget Teddy Bridgewater's there to potentially take the job, who is 
an average quarterback. Not fantastic, but he's definitely better than Drew Locke. I, I think Bridgewater plays the whole season. I honestly do. I think he beats out Drew Locke in camp, and he he wins. Well, I mean, look at look at uh, Teddy Bridgewater was able to sustain success for his wide receivers with the Panthers too. So, I mean, it it could really add up if Cortland Sutton is actually healthy. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, speaking of the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, my first bounce back candidate is going to be DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore finished as the wide receiver 25 last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how you flashed your notes up there. I, I was actually just trying to like pick the, it was, it was real loose. So I tried to boing it into position here. <laughs> um, um, Any, anyway, before you lost your train of thought, thinking of the boing. Um, DJ Moore. So he uh, finished wide receiver 25 last year, but I think a lot of people would consider it as a a bad season just because of the the hype he had coming into the year. Uh, I do believe, though, with Sam Darnold coming in, I still believe that Sam Darnold has the potential to be a good quarterback in this league. I think he suffered a lot of injuries and weird other things and a lot of Adam Gase in his first couple of years that really Adam Gase is the weird thing. Yeah. Well, you know, mono also, um, <laughs> but I just don't think he's ever been able to live up to his true potential yet. And I think he could come in and bolster this offense more than Teddy Bridgewater was able to. Not to mention, Sam Darnold loved Jamison Crowder up when he was with the Jets. And I see DJ Moore possibly being in that slot role over the middle type player where Sam Darnold could just hyper-target him and he could end up maybe without a a lot of yards, but being able to catch a lot of passes, so... I think he could potentially come back and be top 15 wide receiver. Let me give you the positives and negatives of this outlook too. Let's okay. start with the negatives here. So in that offense currently is Robbie Anderson, who was also a favorite of San Darnold and has a large repertoire with him. Yeah. He's familiar with him. And I think he's going to be the favorite target in that offense for that reason. On a positive side, Curtis Samuel is now gone from this offense who was a good volume of targets, which need to go somewhere, so why not DJ Moore? Yeah. Uh, Another thing, though, with Robbie Anderson is, yeah, they they really did good together when they were both in with the Jets, but a lot of that also had to do with who in the else hell was he going to throw that ball to? Nobody. The the Jets didn't have anybody else in that, and that's why I think Sam Darnold could still be a really good – quarterback in this league now that he's got a team that has a lot of good weapons i mean christian mccaffrey for one like he's, he's never had a running back of that caliber never. yeah no Very and we're talking have. to you lady on bell hater yeah. andy reed all oh, your yeah. hatred about adam gates not andy reed get out of here with that shit all his hatred should be on himself for acting like he was 
a full-time rapper or not a football player? Sure. He should have just <laughs> stayed with the Steelers. I agree. But whatever. We're not here talking about that. Go ahead with your second pick. All right, folks. Now that I've got that out of my system, uh, we'll move on to my second comeback player for this episode, which is going to be uh, Michael Thomas. All right. So Michael Thomas, for the first time in a while, was outside of the top 36 of wide receivers. And this happened last year because he was significantly injured. He played in only seven games last year and scored a total of zero touchdowns in those games. Um, this is absolutely not going to happen again. Uh, actually, in our sabotage mock draft, after taking two running backs in my first two rounds, which I typically like to do, he was staring me in the face in the third round, and I was deciding with him and Keenan Allen and who to take at this stage. I ended up going with Keenan Allen, but I kind of think I might regret that choice. Um, Michael Thomas has the potential to be the number one right receiver. The only thing holding him back is the quarterback play and if he's going to come back completely healthy. Um, I mean, you can't forget here, he's not that far removed from a 1,725-yard season and nine touchdowns. We were talking about picking him in the top three last year. So, I mean, absolutely cannot forget about him, and he's being picked in the third round of snake drafts right now. His only challenges are going to be injury and who the quarterback is going to be with the Saints. But I think he's talented enough, regardless of who plays QB, to be a significant add to your team, especially in the value of the third round. Yeah, and if it ends up being Jameis Winston at quarterback for the Saints, it's he's going to put up good numbers. I agree with that. Barring injury. I think that would be actually the better upside for him if Jameis Winston actually was his quarterback. Um, don't get me wrong. I think the other option there can get him the ball too. Honestly, I think anyone can get him the ball. It's just – he needs to be healthy, and he clearly was not healthy last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just kept missing games here and there. And the when you're picking in that round two, you're looking for straight upside. He's got limitless upside at that pick. Right. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, for my second player, uh, I'm going to go with Odell Beckham. I know it's been a few years removed since he was actually a top fantasy option. However, however, those were mostly injury-related seasons. Plus, he ended up going to a new offense. That offense wasn't exactly the best. But Stefanski came in last year, and about halfway through the year, you saw this offense take a turn. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, Baker Mayfield plays better without Odell Beckham. I just don't think that's the case. I don't think someone plays better without a superstar wide receiver. Everyone has seen what Beckham can do. There's no denying his athleticism, his talent. I think now that they've got this offense figured out and it's going to be – they're a run-first team, yes, and they're Definitely. a run-second team. But – the Giants teams have always been run first, run second, and Odell Beckham did perfectly fine. I'm not saying that he's going to have seasons quite like that again, but he is a better wide receiver than Jarvis Landry. Nothing against, but nothing against Jarvis Landry because Jarvis Landry is a solid wide receiver. But Odell Beckham has that game-breaking ability, and you've seen it last year. There was a couple games where he – Broke that game wide open. 
if he can come back and he can stay injury-free for at least most of the season, you will be happy with him on your fantasy team. I think you made some pretty good points there too. And um, something that you bring up about Jarvis Landry too, I think he's honestly just a better fit in this offense for that Browns team for the simple reason. He's a good blocker too. That's why when Odell went down, that offense seemed to click because they kind of got back to their bread and butter, which was the running game. It worked for them. Odell Beckham was getting force fed the ball early in the season because his quarterback felt like he had to get him the ball. Coming back to it this year, I think Odell is going to realize for this team to win, and now that he's becoming a veteran and hopefully becoming more mature, they're not going to force feed him the ball. So I think he might fall into line and actually fit into this offense. And if not, he might be traded by the deadline. Um, another thing is, too, since they've shown that their running game is so dominant, people are going to have to worry about that. That'll open up the play action. And if you have any type of soft double coverage or single coverage on Odell Beckham and he's fully healthy, Mm -hmm. sorry about you because you're not guarding him one-on-one. It takes takes one of the top, top corners to be able to do that. He's just such an interesting case study, though, too, because – He's got the name there. He's done it in the past. It's been quite a while. I think he's coming back healthy, but he's just a name I've taken off my fantasy radar. I do anything I can not to draft him anymore. Um, I feel like a lot of people are like that, but I feel like there's also the fans who are totally loyal to him and are going to continue to take him where they feel they're going to get a value for him. I know JJ drafted him in our mock, and I think it was like the fifth or sixth round, and I'm like, I would take him there. That would be worth it for me. If he was ended up being my wide receiver like three or four, mm-hmm. I would be okay with taking him there. Because the upside is, what, top eight fantasy wide receiver? He, he still has that upside. He's, I don't know. I just don't like taking I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not going to, like, I'm not going to project him that way, but he has that upside. Maybe he has the talent. Not here. Maybe. All right, go ahead with your uh, third one. Man, we didn't argue. We're really starting to grow up. Sorry. <laughs> I'm. Sh- there'll be something somewhere, I'm sure. I thought the heckling fandom liked us arguing. Well, you know, you got to tune in. You don't episode. get what you want, heckling fandom. Moving <laughs> in. We'll argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on to my last comeback player then. All right, so the guy I picked here is um, quite a fan favorite, but he does go under the radar in fantasy football, I feel like, with a lot of players on the 49ers too. I picked Debo Samuel. So the big thing in here is he is his worst enemy. He flat out just needs to stay healthy along with half of the 49ers whole roster. I mean, he's underrated. He averages 12.9 yards a catch, so he is absolutely insane with the yak. And he's the number one receiver in this offense. I honestly think Kyle Shanahan will scheme him open this year. Uh, he has a potential uh, shown in both the games where he played in the Rams last year where he was absolutely explosive. And that's against a top three defense in the entire league. He's shown he's got the propensity to get open. He's an absolute weapon. He's also just a road grader when he's running at any one of the defense. He puts his head down and he is a man playing this game. Um, 
I honestly think he could be a highway robbery too. He's projected right now as the 47th wide receiver in fantasy. And he's, you're talking about a number one wide receiver on a team. Okay. Um, and honestly, he kind of reminds me of someone that could be a more consistent Tyler Lockett if he just stayed healthy. Um, he's got that boomer bust potential, but the bust is his injury. He, he's just got to stay healthy. So I currently would draft him as a flex, but he's very much got wide receiver two upside. Yeah, I I uh I worry about Debo Samuel. Uh I don't know if I'd draft him. Injury is a huge concern. Uh they're probably gonna end up going to Trey Lance, which means the quarterback's gonna be running more, which is gonna bring down the passing volume. Brandon Ayuk isn't going away. George Kittle is coming back. This defense is gonna be better, so they won't have to pass the ball as much to stay in games. They'll be able to run the ball more. They traded up to get Trey Sermon. I just – the offense as a whole scares me. It's because they have so many players there, and Kyle Shanahan schemes them open. And I don't know what this offense is going to look like. It could be one thing – the first couple weeks of the season if Jimmy Garoppolo starts and then be an entirely different offense if they switch to Trey Lance. So it could end up being, you know, the first four weeks you have Debo Samuel and he's just gangbuster. Mm -hmm. And then they switch to Trey Lance and all of a sudden he's gone again. And it could happen with any player on the 49ers because we don't know who Trey Lance is going to, have that rapport with, that trust, or how fast he's just going to take off and run. Again, why I'm willing to take him in the flex spot and not play yeah. as my number yeah. two wide receiver. But I, he really does have that boom potential, and he, he could yeah. be a comeback player. He definitely could uh, finish top up there. Just scary. He's scary, but he's someone I will be eyeing on my board. Like I said, I he, he, kind of, he kind of falls in line with – he really does feel like a Tyler Lockett to me. Yeah. And it's someone who had Tyler Lockett on their team last year. That's not a fun experience. <laughs> nah. Well, it's real nice when he goes and gets you 40 points. But then the next three weeks when he gets you like one point each week, it's, it's not conducive to winning fantasy football games. You're saying you know, it's a miserable experience? Horrible. It hurt. <laughs> it hurt every week. Because I think so there good. was one – there was one week where I was finally fed up with it and I sat him and then he put up like 30 points and I was sad about that. So it just hurts. Poor Ron. <laughs> All right. My third one. Tyler Lurk, it hurt your feelings. He hurt my feelings hard. <laughs> I should have won everything. I don't know how well, that tracks, but I didn't win anything. <laughs> yeah, I had to hold a vote to get yourself into the playoffs. You dictator. Sorry, I had to throw that in for Ryan. He uh, likes to bring that point up a right, lot. Yeah. Wait till I'm out of the playoffs to make the vote. What <laughs> would have been different? You still lost all your games. Like, you started 0-7. What do you mean you were upset you didn't make the playoffs? Get out of here. I don't, the most I don't care. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. My last guy is uh, Zeke Elliott, and this is 100% because Dak Prescott is coming back. 
Uh, I've seen mock drafts and everything where Elliot is going like late in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, weeks one through five, when Z or uh, Dak Prescott was there, he was the running back three overall. And then Prescott went down, and then he ended up finishing, or from week six on, he was the running back 24. They didn't use him because they didn't want to get him injured, waste his legs. Like, they knew they were done as soon as Prescott went down and they switched to Andy Dalton. I wouldn't want to do that either if my quarterback was Andy Dalton. Talking to you, JJ, and the Bears. And then Andy Dalton got injured and they were rolling with random quarterback number three. What, what like, was his name? It was some Italian dude. It was, yeah, it was a fun name to say, but I can't think of it. Right? Gnucci, right? Gnucci, was that it? Oh, Gnucci, yeah, it was Gnucci. something like that. <laughs> gotta say it with the fingers. Yeah, you gotta put the fingers up. Uh, Such a fantastic name. Yeah, so I think he comes back. I know he's getting older. I know Tony Pollard is there. I don't care. Zeke is still elite. He is still going to have another year or two where he's dominant before mm-hmm. he falls off that cliff. So I don't be afraid of Zeke Elliott. Like he's going, he will most likely finish in your top five, you know, top five running backs on the season, mm-hmm. barring injury. But I disagree with that, but okay. You, you don't think he'll finish top five? He'll be a top ten, but he ain't gonna be top five. All right. I mean, you were so nice tonight. You just you're like, oh, okay. We'll just you know, I shovel that under that. the rug. Yeah, I you know, slept all day, and you know, so you feel so good, and you're not grumpy, and you're like, all right, we'll shovel that under the rug for another time. Yeah. <laughs> you know when when I'm proven right. <laughs> yeah, because that happens so often. I'm right every once in a while. Hey, Ron. Was, you know, you know when I was right. The Sabotage Mock Draft. It's okay. Who won the Sabotage Fantasy Draft? This guy. You. You kind of threw it to Christian. He decided. I did throw it to Christian. You know? And I said we would accept his word. And I lied. I'm not accepting it. I am the king. I'm the captain now. No, I I do like you. I did like your draft. So I'm not upset that he chose you. (laughs) I'm upset that he almost said that was tied with Ryan. Ryan didn't even have running backs on his team. Oh, I have uh, I have Christian McCaffrey. That's instantly at least top two. Yeah, you mysteriously <laughs> got randomized into the number one pick. Funny, you randomized it like five times. <laughs> and Ryan got kicked out of the first pick. Next time we're just whatever it says first thing. I don't care if we're not spread out or nothing. <laughs> hey, Ron. Yeah. Would you like to play? Would you rather? We do a couple questions, sure. And it, I promise it won't be like the dirty teenager version of this game. It'll just be, would you rather? Oh, no, I don't want to play. Oh, yeah, I kind of figured you wouldn't want to play anymore. All right, so let's get into would you rather part two. So, Ron, I'm going to give you two numbers, okay? Okay. Two or five? Two. All right, Ron. Would you rather... Draft Aaron Jones in the first round and have Travis Kelsey fall to you in the second round 
are end up with Zeke Elliott in the first round and Stefan Diggs in the second round. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, Dude, I, I have excellent questions on this list. So this is one of the best lists I ever made. Aaron Jones and Travis Kelsey or Zeke and Stefan Diggs? Yes, sir. I think I would go Zeke and Stefan Diggs. I, and I think a lot of that right now is because of the Rodgers situation. I feel like if I knew Aaron Rodgers was going to be there, I it may swing it more towards the Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But Zeke and Stefan Diggs, like Stefan Diggs could have a monster year. I feel like him and Travis Kelsey are on a very similar level. Right. Yeah. They're both. The only difference with Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey is a game changer at his position that you can't find anywhere else in the draft. Absolutely not. Whereas Stefan Diggs, yeah, he's a game changer. He's going to be good. But you could also get DeAndre Hopkins. You could also get uh, Justin Jefferson. You can get other wide receivers that can match his production. It's a lot harder to find tight ends to do that. Right. The toss-up there is between the two running backs where Aaron Jones is more of a, God, might I say poor man Zeke Elliott to a lot of people. I like Aaron Jones, and I'm not a huge fan of Zeke. I don't draft Zeke, but this is a tough question. Yeah, it it is. Uh, It it all has to do with how what you believe about Aaron Jones and Zeke Elliott, really. Mm -hmm. Like, are you on Aaron Jones, even if Rodgers isn't there, will still be fine? And do you believe that Zeke was disappointing last year just because Prescott wasn't there? So, yeah. Good assessment. All right, Ron. Five or six? Six. I don't want five. Through five. (laughs) Going right over five. All right. Two number six of would you rather. All right, Ron. Would you rather draft the QB2? Josh Allen in the fourth round or have Julio Jones fall to you in the fourth round? God, what's the rest of my team look like? You know what? You you can assess this any way you want because this is how you would draft. So So you tell me, what would your draft look like? If I was taking Josh Allen in the fourth, that would mean I went two running backs and at least a wide receiver in the first three rounds. Taking notes for our fantasy league. Uh, but Julio in the fourth round could be a steal. Like he, he has the potential to be a top 20 fantasy wide receiver, be a very Solid wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. I would go, I think I would go Julio. I think I could match the production of Josh Allen better than I could match the production of Julio Jones in the fourth round. Yeah. Interesting yeah. take. 
Um, but I agree with you too. Uh, typically for the reason, uh, I'd only taken my quarterback early and that might just be a preference. Um, JJ said he likes taking his quarterback early and it worked very well for him last year. He won our league. Uh, that was with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but not a, I, I, Josh Allen is a very good quarterback and he's great for fantasy, but you're right. You're closer to matching the production of a quarterback as opposed to a wide receiver of Julio's range there. So there is wide receivers in those ranges that might fit that mold, but it's going to be harder to find. I I started statting out Josh Allen and so Josh Allen last year had something like a 69% completion rate, which was great. But also his first two years in the league, that number was down towards 60 more. Right. Now, I'm not saying that Josh Allen is just going to go right back to not being able to complete anything. But, you know, history shows that you're more likely not to increase your production if you have a great year. It's more likely going to go down a little bit. So when I statted him out, I brought him down to like a 65% completion somewhere right towards the middle of what he would normally do which is still good, but I just don't see him having the same uh, statistical output that he had last year. Not saying he won't still finish as a top five fantasy QB just because of his rushing work, but I just don't think he has those big explosive games that he had last year. I also think the Bills try to get their running game going more. They don't want to have to pass the ball as much as they did. They want to have a running game. You know what helps that is actually getting an offensive line, which they failed to do. Yeah, they weren't the Jets, that's for sure. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I haven't said it out the Jets yet, but when I do, I think I'm going to be very generous. Their offensive line is really starting to come together. Dude, they've got that Mackay Becton, who played really well his rookie season. Now he's in year two, full off season. They just drafted another monster for left guard. Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, and then they got what was his name, Morgan Moses, yes, for sir. right guard, who is absolutely a great right tackle and stable. Right he stays in the field, and he doesn't get hurt. And uh, I, I thought they picked up another lineman. Didn't they sign one in free agency? I thought they did, Dan Feeney, but he's good at shotgunning beers. He, he's the pump up guy. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> Yeah, so I I do believe that uh, I'll be setting them out. I I think their running game for the Jets might surprise a lot of people. Ron, am I feeling an AFC East breakdown show next week? Depends on my day tomorrow. (laughs) I haven't. Look, I started the AFC East and I did the Bills and then my Microsoft Excel decided it wanted to be stupid and I lost all of the work I did. So now I've kind of been boycotting doing it. So I gotta, I gotta get going because I. Well, you want to start this in July, so you better get going. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Damn, and on top of writing articles, you're gonna be busy. It's supposed to rain all day tomorrow, so I'll probably just sit at my computer all day doing breakdowns. That's fair. All right, on to the next question. One more. One more. You're only feeling one more. more? Give me two. We've been two been, for the fans. We've been at this for an hour. Two for the fans. All right, for the fans, for the heckling fandom, I guess. That's right. See what I do for you guys? All right, Ron. All right, Ron. 
I'm going to give you a choice between 15 and 16. 15. Damn. All right. You waited to take your quarterback, and on the board in front of you is Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, and Ryan Tannehill. Who are you picking? That's a good one. Uh, God, I'm going to go with – I think I'm going to go with Tannehill. And why? He's just been so consistent. Like, he doesn't get you those, those boom games – but the way that offense works, he, he's always very consistent. You're not going to have to worry about him tanking your team. If you want more upside, I would probably go with Matt Stafford. I think with that Rams offense, he has a potential of probably putting up his best, best season that he's mm-hmm. ever played. But wow. I JJ would be pissed that we're really shaming Joe Burrow here. I'm not shaming Joe Burrow. I I just think Burrow comes back a little bit slower from his injury. Uh, I like Joe Burrow's weapons. Joe Burrow does have every opportunity to have a stellar season. I just think it takes him a little bit longer to get going. And honestly, if I was taking Ryan Tannehill here, I would be hoping that one of those other players would come back to me in the next round. And I would go with two QBs. He looks so much more inviting with Julio on that roster now. Yeah. Yeah. If Julio wasn't there, I'd probably would have went towards more Stafford. That's fair. All right, Ron. So now we're on to your last choice. I'm going to give you four numbers to choose from because I'm a generous podcaster. Your choices are 18, 19, 20, and 21. 21. All right, Ron. Would you rather have Henry Ruggs or Jalen Waddle? Ruggs. Less, comp- less competition for targets. And you feel Carr is going to be a good player with him? Carr has actually been statistically a pretty decent player his entire career. He gets shit on a lot. Mm-hmm. But his numbers actually aren't that bad, generally. And there was a lot of plays last year where Ruggs was wide open and they they just missed. And call me an optimist, but I'm going to chalk that up to being lack of offseason, lack of, you know, time playing with each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Ruggs – and like I said, just – there's not as many people on that team to fight for targets. Right. All right, Ron. I think that was a pretty good breakdown. Yeah. And I see your internet connections acting up, so maybe it is yeah, time. Just, That's the sign. said it was unstable. Yeah. We'll see if we get that last part of that breakdown with the rugs, if it froze yeah. up my end or your red. <laughs> I don't know. You were frozen on my screen, but it very well could have been my internet. Regardless, the clip is on your side, so I think they will hear the breakdown of rugs. But if they don't, you like rugs, and that's all you need to know. Right, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so make sure you check us out everywhere. Make sure you go to our website, 
www.garbagetimeff.com. You could see everywhere you can uh, hear our podcast on there. Uh, it'll also have the link to the new Garbage Time Presents the MMA podcast hosted by Ryan and Casey. Uh, you can also subscribe to an email where you will get our podcast shows emailed directly to you when they actually come out. Yeah. Uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please, 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 please rate it. Give us a review. I don't care what you rate it, what the review says. I want it all feedback so we can just get better. I mean, it's hard to improve on perfection, but we will try. We would expect nothing less of trash talk from you guys. Right. Nothing less. Yeah. Like, we're fine with it. Even if you want to give us five star and then completely bash us, we'll know it's all out of love. And, right. Uh, You're the heckling fandom. Just give us the five fandom. stars, talk your shit, and move on. Yeah. And then we'll respond, most likely. You can also leave a rating on the website, too, which will show up in the bar, too. So your words, go on the website. Everyone gets uh, to see it. Yeah, we want to thank Christian again for leaving us another voicemail. Please, other people, also leave voicemails. We love them. It uh, gives us content, and right now we want to listen. We want to hear from you guys. We don't want to just hear what we have to say all the time. We talk to each other all the time. We know what we have to say. That's right. We you guys get on here and talk shit. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> all right. We are good to go. Get us out of here. Thank you.